Light and welcome back to Old School. Today we're going to be in the emotional and spiritual and probably all of the classes considering how we would like to reach that, reach and maintain that kind of health in our lives. And our teacher today will be Krista Spaeth, author of A Busy Mom's Prayer Journal. Krista is a wife and mom of two boys. She is an unexpected author of two books and a podcaster. She's also a woman ignited with a burning passion to walk in the rhythm of God's plan each day. Back in 2022, she took a bold step, bidding goodbye to her longstanding career as a registered dietitian at a high-profile food manufacturing company. It wasn't an easy step, but it was a step of faith, one that led her closer to the purpose God had for her, which was encouraging others through Christ. Krista is a foodie and an avid traveler with only two more continents to visit. I have continents on my bucket list too. <laughs> and welcome to class, Krista. Well, thank you, Michelle. It is such an honor to be here today. My intent here with uh, Old School is hearing people's stories and how it can help us with our journey to keep and maintain health in the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So Krista, if we could continue or go back to your story. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I would love to share a little bit of my background. I'll go quick. I was born and raised in a Christian home, and I was um, led to the Lord at the age of four. And I was had this wonderful opportunity to go to a small Christian school, and just um, the Lord was immersed in my life. But yet, I just had a longing to know more about God. I felt like the missionaries and the pastors were the ones that were really close to God and like, well, I wasn't, I didn't feel called to be a missionary or a pastor. So I was like, okay, well, I guess this is good enough. But um, I was, I married my uh, sweetheart, um, who's a wonderful Christian man. And we had kids and was just going about day-to-day -day life. And I just I had this longing for more, more of God, more of like, what does God want me to do with this life? So fast forward to 2020, when during the lockdown, um, I used that time where I would normally commute 45 minutes to work. I did a deep dive in devotions. I was running after God, truly, because I was scared, like what was going on in this world. And it was in that pressing into God that he showed up in such a powerful way that it rocked my world. And changed really the trajectory of where I thought my life was going to be, just working in a corporate job for the rest of my life till I retired. So fast forward again <laughs> to 20, uh, it was 2021. It was uh, October when the Lord woke me up and said to help the hurting. And it was in that moment that I knew that was the time that I needed to leave my job. Now, for those that might think that's super crazy, it is crazy, <laughs> but really I had conversation with the Lord and also my husband for two years. Like, I know, I know I need to leave my job. Don't know what I'm going to do, but I know the time's coming soon. So when really the Lord woke me up and I was shaking my bed, like, okay, now's the time. So I gave my job two months notice and left in January of 2022 and I still didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> Super scary. <laughs> uh, it wasn't until a week later that the Lord just dropped into my spirit that I was going to be a writer. And 
I was like, okay, God, I don't know how to write. I can like write a journal. I could like for my own personal use. Um, but he quickly just put into my path like a class on how to write a book and just brought people throughout that whole journey of what to do, how to get a book published. And it was about 55 weeks after the Lord dropped that in my spirit that I launched my first book. Wow. Isn't he so great that way? He like, <laughs> just like with Moses or whatever they, when he, whatever he calls us to, he's going to, he, it's not an accident and he's not going to leave us dangling out there with no resources. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, um, Definitely still some scary moments like, wow, this, this is a lot of faith, <laughs> but <laughs> God's faithful. He showed up and it, uh, such a, a wonderful, beautiful journey that I had with him. That's awesome. I, I, he, when he tapped me 10 years ago to write my book, I was pulling a Moses. I was like him and and hawing. My daughter had wanted to be an author since she was 10. I'm like, no, I, I you've called the wrong gal, but I had a lifetime of various types of abuse. And if any of that was going to work together for good, I needed uh, my, I call it my story, his story, our story needed to get out there and, um, and it needed to impact somebody. So I did drag my feet a little bit. Then I went through my divorce and then I was on my face. Now we were really getting into the thick of healing and recovering. And um, so he, he, you know, showed the immediacy of, all right, let's move this along. So just like you, he brought um, mentors and writing coaches across my path. I was in compel, you know, some of those things that started to bring all the pieces together to the point where this month I'll be um, soliciting agents. I want to try traditional first, but I'm keeping an open mind that I may have to go self-publish. So I think that's awesome. And I have your book. I was on your launch yes. team. I'm so thrilled that you were on my team. Thank you. <laughs> so fun. And so for me, okay, I had a couple questions about, I because I love it, um, that the way that you have the sections divided, why did you choose those in particular? That's a great question. So <laughs> I haven't had to think about this too much. Um, so interestingly, when I sat down and I wrote this book uh, almost two years ago, was it? Um, I actually had 10 sections and I had 10, um, components in each section. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of pages. (laughs) So when I was working with my editor, was able to kind of break up this journal into two different books. So, um, when I was working with my editor, it was just like, okay, these particular 10 categories worked perfect together as one book. And then the next book will be a totally different collection. So that's about all I remember. How did I come up with these? That's a great question. I honestly, that's funny. I can't, I don't have an answer how I came up with them. I I know it's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) It was the Holy Spirit just plopping in my heart. So I, because I'm not a an author per se, like, you know, so many that have had years of training and really know how to map out things. You're and an author nonetheless. My writing coach is me I have to call myself that, even if I haven't yes. published yet. But I do things differently than the traditional hmm. author. So how I t- this is how I did for both of my books, which I don't recommend to anybody else, but it worked for me, where I literally had the days like written out 
And then I backfilled them like, oh, these are all like about peace. These are all about joy. So, you know, someone that was. There's nothing wrong with that process. (laughs) It worked. (laughs) um, I could have been more efficient. That's no. Hey, if the end result is the end result, then what difference does the in-between make? I'm a pastry chef also. And there's a lot of mess that comes with that. But then you have this beautiful cake or whatever it is at the end. And I hate, it's so funny when I go to set up a wedding cake at a wedding, um, people will come in the room on me. And when you have layers of fondant cake and you have to stack them on each other, they're not finished on the edge. You're, you're finishing it while you're there. And people are looking and going, what about that? And I'm like, (laughs) get out of here. (laughs) You're in your mode, your process. It'll be pretty when it's done. Just calm down. Um, So I love that. I love the mom win. I have done a lot of devotionals and um, and yours has some of the same components that some others have, but the mom went in there. I'm a mom of only one. Um, so I, you know, and I did during her childhood, she had eczema inherited from her dad. And it was, I became a PhD in how that is digestive and not skin and this and that. So like in those days, it felt like the entire day was, had to be about her. And so stopping for me to have a quiet time when there, there, the sleep only came if I managed to get her to go to sleep and not be miserable. So I love that you have the mom went in there. And so I was curious why seven minutes in particular? I mean, is that like a convenience thing or where? why did you come to seven minutes? The great question. So as I was sitting and reflecting, so moms, especially moms with younger kids, it's really hard to find any quiet time with the Lord. Like, you know, sometimes it's when you're in the shower or it's very random. Amen. <laughs> washing the dishes. I mean, at least. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, seven minutes seemed manageable. So if I would have said even 10 minutes, like, oh, I don't know if I even have 10 minutes, but it seemed approachable. Like, okay. And truly, as you're looking at the devotional, and the journaling part, you could break it up and just do one one section in the morning, one, I don't know, as you're standing at the counter in between your while you're something's cooking on the stove. It doesn't have to all be done at one time. Sure. It can be um, bits and chunks. But again, it was just about the approachability of, I can do that. I I can set aside seven minutes today for Jesus somewhere, somehow. So that's how that seven minutes came to be. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing too. It comes down to, it's like when people, um, I competed in bodybuilding. I've been a certified nutritionist. I, you know, people say things like, I don't have time to exercise. And, and then the comeback from all the gurus is, well, you'll pay later in bad health and, and being at the doctor and being in the hospital. Okay, fine. But legitimate being able to be approachable, like you're saying with this devotion time, is I know that when I stick my coffee in the microwave to reheat it, I can get 15 air squats in. So I'm sorry, we do have time to do something. No, maybe not. I mean, I go to the gym, Jim, but but when your mom and the baby sitting over there, you know, hold the baby and do squats. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I think I agree with you. I think this is awesome. I mean, sometimes our wake up alarm in the morning when we're moms is the waking up of the kids. And so there isn't, 
even seven minutes, like you said. So maybe, yeah. and I always feel funny if I'm like in the bathroom and she was, I could see her little fingers coming under the door or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> Lord, I'm just going to sit here and pray. And I know this seems horrible and blasphemous to be doing it while I'm in the <laughs> but he understands he's happy that we come to him it's kind of like how right. at church when I see kids come girl little girls come in with their Daisy Duke shorts and stuff and I'm like oh but we're just happy they're there <laughs> right yes come as you are God understands where you're at and he blesses and honors you when you're faithful with the little things like okay I I have one minute today God how can I bless you how can I be with you um just really sometimes it's like just singing a little worship song in your head maybe that's all you can do but you're giving god glory and you're focusing on him and he will just really he'll bless you for that time it's like the woman with the i forget the name of the coin now in the bible i'm old and i i've lost it but anyway that she gave that one little coin and that was literally all she had and so he knows our the desire of our heart is to be with him but the way our day is going and if we haven't learned to get into that manageable space or whatever i'm not a super mom that you know that he does bless that one minute if we take that minute that we have a spare and give it to him i think he can He'll bless that versus just throwing our hands up and saying, I just don't have any time anywhere. Yeah. I mean, even exhausted falling into bed, you can do that last. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I love the prayers that start the sections. I don't know if you know the book, uh, Power of a Praying Parent by Stormy O'Marnian. Yes, her. I have several of her books. Yes. And I have The Power of a Praying Wife and some others. But um, anyway, I loved how those start and how it's focused on your kids and what have you um how did you you know where did you come to those like is that to end the decision to start the sections with a prayer good question i really my whole writing is the holy spirit led and oh. i wanted to have that extra special prayer to bless the mom oh. so and it was like just my heart I'm going to cry. I don't know why, um, but just okay. blessing the mom. <laughs> and um, so that's it. It's just a simple, like all moms need encouragement. So it was my little nod to, I hear you. I've been there. Um, just a blessing for them. And I think personally, and for me, I don't know how other people feel, but I feel like, and just like you right now, tearing up that when someone prays for me, even if it's like I have books by Lisa Turkhurst where she has a prayer in the book for her whoever's reading it right now. And it makes me cry every time. And if somebody specifically calls out my name, then I'm just, that's it. It's all over. I'm sobbing. Um, so I do love it. I love that it touches like that. It's like I said, like power of a praying parent, just that bathing, that what we need that, you know, and then towards our kids. Um, I Because sometimes we feel like, we're doing a bad job or are we doing a good job? And there's no one around to witness. You know what I mean? All we can do is take a look at our kids as they're growing up and are other people acknowledging that, you know, that how we did this is working out. Okay. And then do we want other people's opinion anyway? Sometimes some people with skin <laughs> on uh, aren't, you know, critical thinking skills. So, so hearing it from the Lord, when we're in our prayer time, that here is a win. And when our kids come to us and they say something that shows that how we got engaged with them had an impact, 
that's that's the witness. That's the testimony that we get. So I, I love that. I love the prayers before the sections. I think that's awesome. Um, you have another book that's a follow up to a busy mom's prayer journal coming. Well, someday. Oh, okay. as the Lord <laughs> as the Lord leads, it's it's completed. It's written, ready oh, okay. to go. Just kind of not sure when it will be published. It will just sit here on my shelf till the Feels Lord time. tells me that it's time to go. So. Okay. Um, and it was interesting. So completed that over a year ago. And as I was writing my next book, um, I so that would have been my fourth book, really. Um, I felt the Lord say, you're going to be turning this contents of this book into a podcast. Okay. So that's when Powerful Whispers podcast came to be was this summer I launched that. So boy, did my time shift from focusing on writing to understanding about podcasting. As you know, it's time consuming. It is. It's so funny because I don't, do you know Enneagrams? Not really. Okay. Well, the, an Enneagram seven is called an enthusiastic visionary. I kind of relate it to Tigger from Pooh, you know, <laughs> and Bob Goff, my writing coach is one as well. And he and I, when we get on our phone call, he's like the high flying. The woman he works with, Kimberly Stewart, is like the word craft. And she and I have become friends. It's so, she's such a precious person. So anyway, when I get on the phone with him and I got 30 minutes, I, I want to record, but I can't get my phone to do it like I want to, but it's just all over. And he's just like, we'll just start a podcast. And I'm like, okay, um, all right, what do, how do I do that? What are the steps? And and he has a team of people who kind of massage this all into being, but he says, just get a Zoom and then you just do this. And he just made it sound like done. And I go, um, and he goes, okay, I'll be your first guest when? And this was the middle of May and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing yet. And he goes, when, when are we recording? He goes, and if somebody tells you they'll be on the podcast, don't say, okay, get a hold of me, say what date works for you and get it recorded. And I was like, okay. So he had his assistant send me the information about like the process, but I am just like low line, low budget. And I have had more people reach out to me and say, how did you do this? You know, what, what are you using? What equipment, like, where are you putting it and how are you producing it? And I'm just like, this is hilarious. I'm 61 years old. I started a podcast. I'm not sure I know what I'm doing, but I'm, I feel like people are responding, you know, and I'm not a person who needs a bunch of likes. I want to know that I'm being obedient to God and to the story he's asked me to put out. So it'll work together for good. And that's the end of it for me. So. Amen. That's good. That's awesome. And being genuine is what draws people in. They want to know your story and they love when you can interview others and just you know get to know them. So I love that there's so many Christian women, especially that are doing two things. One, stepping out and writing a book and two, stepping out and starting a podcast. Okay. And it's so cool to see like the body of Christ is rising up and spreading the love of Jesus all over. It's amazing. And I think people, I, I have people who aren't even, I mean, they don't not believe in God, but don't necessarily have a salvation experience or a relationship with Jesus who are responding as well, because I've had so many people say to me, they would rather listen to a podcast of a couple of genuine people having a conversation. And the women in particular, like, I just want to hear a couple of girlfriends or a couple of women talking about real things. Then listen, I love Joe Rogan. I have a, I think he's funny. I mean, he's got a lot of language on there, but whatever. Um, or some of the bigger ones they're, they're like, I don't, I don't have anything in common with a celebrity life. 
or with a celebrity guest. What I want to hear about are things that I can truly take to heart and maybe make, have some thoughts about what to do for myself. And so I have really had, I've had people on Instagram who don't follow me, but see my real posts about upcoming guests and say, oh my gosh, that was so helpful for me. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I got a new person. <laughs> and that I, that's what so I want awesome. more is connection. Bob Goff talked about that. He said, I have a couple million followers. He goes, but his click-through rate is ridiculous. It's seconds. He goes, I would rather have a hundred. I would rather you have a hundred people who are actually engaging with you than a couple million just because that's what publishers and agents want to see. So, right. Yeah, well, absolutely. I wish you well on the podcast too. And um, yeah, it is, it is a, it, it's fun to me. I, I, I'm keeping it every other week because I think every week would kill me. Um. <laughs> it's a commitment, no doubt. <laughs> Okay, so every guest I have at the end, I ask them, this is what I call my little, their little nugget, is what is the one thing you wish you had known or been told sooner that you would like to share with us? It's a good question. And you know, I knew you're going to ask this, but I, I forgot. So it's good when it's spontaneous. So I truly, well, going kind of with my theme though, I wish that someone would have told me how special a relationship I could have with Jesus back when I was younger, that I too could have that relationship where I feel the Holy Spirit's presence in the room. I wish I would have known that was true for every single Christian way back when I was That's in awesome. elementary school. That's awesome because we do tend to, and especially old school, the farther back we go when, when, businesses were closed on Sunday and people had more of a faith worldview is we thought that, like you said, the missionaries and the pastor, they're the ones that have that Moses inter, inter sanctum of the temple, the Holy of Holies kind of relationship. When we do, we have him here. We have 100% yes. of the power of the God of the universe within us. So we can do it. You know, we can press in. I like you using that word press into him. So well, that's awesome. And I thank you so much. It's been really fun to meet you like in as in person as we can get. <laughs> and yes. I, I just really, I can't wait to see your other books coming out and listening to your podcast. And I just wish you well, I pray for my guests as the episodes come out and, you know, as we're coming up to it. So I hope this has been a blessing for you and I know it'll be a blessing for my listeners. So yes. I want to thank you all for coming to class today. And if you want to connect with Krista or her books or her podcast, all of her links will be in the podcast notes, um, as well as mine. If you want to reach out to her through me, you're more than welcome to do that too. If you would go to your favorite platform, and if you like what's happening here and give a rate, a review, a download, a subscribe, any of those things that the platform does, I would really appreciate it. And I just thank you so much and hope that this is blessing your heart like it is mine. And I want to thank you for coming to class and class dismissed. Mm -hmm.